Sealing God's People at sealinggodspeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. Podcast, Sealing God's People. It's over 25 different sites. Please tune in. And if you have any questions, please contact us. We'd love to hear from you. God is bringing all the body of Christ into the unity of the faith. The gospel of Jesus. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, it's the gospel of the kingdom. It's the gospel of God. It's the gospel of Christ. It's referred to in many different ways in the word of God, but it's one and the same kingdom. Now in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, it says that this gospel of the kingdom, not a false gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of God, the gospel of Christ, the gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom of God shall be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. What is the end? Well, we know that we're in the last of the last days, but what is the end? Then come at the end, when the mystery of God should be finished. Time should be no more delay. The gospel of the kingdom is what we'll focus on. In Christ, in the sealing, why is it so essential to have the sealing of the servants of God in their forehead for the preaching of the work of the ministry, the gospel of the kingdom, being preached in all the world for witness in all nations. We're going to see that they are the living creatures. They are the zoe. They are the lion, man, calf, and eagle that grows up, the man-child, to a full-grown man, which is lion, man, ox, and eagle. The full face of Jesus Christ. Now, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face, here's the face, the glory of the Lord, not our glory, his glory, are changed into the same image. Just as Jesus said in John 17, Father, the same glory that you've given me, that same glory give I unto them. That where I am, there they may be also. Literally sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, walking in the light as he is in the light, which no man can approach into that light except Jesus Christ. <clears throat> he is a blessed and only potentate. First Timothy 6, 15, 16. That's the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God who only hath immortality. Dwelling in the light, housing permanently in that light, which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. But it's the gospel of the kingdom. Now, we've been told the gospel of the kingdom is already taken of the earth, preached in all the world for witness in all nations. No, it hasn't. Even the Trinity proclaimed that. The Bonitarian claim it. Oneness claims it. The truth of the matter is, we have not begun in the gospel of the kingdom to be preached in its fullness. Now, let's say it hadn't been preached in the book of Acts. 
and the former rain. The Son of Man revelation was revealed, which is the kingdom office of God Almighty, of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 16, <clears throat> Peter was given the keys to the kingdom, and he will be the preacher on the day of Pentecost. <clears throat> the other 11 standing along with him in agreement. And it's the doctrine of Christ. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. But Jesus said a very profound statement. In Matthew 16, the last verse, he says, Some of you standing here will not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Kingdom. The kingdom of God, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, which was given on the day of Pentecost. And there were some that did taste of death. Judas Iscariot was one of them. Went out and hanged himself. His bowels gushed out, betraying the Lord. But just as Jesus said, after his passion, he said, wait for the promise, which saith he that you've heard of the Father, which saith he you've heard of me. The Holy Ghost was given, Christ in you, the hope of glory, Jesus in you. He is the Christ. He is the Lord. That is the Son of Man office, which is the kingdom office of the Spirit. Just as Jesus stated in Matthew 16, that some of you shall not taste of death. I'm standing right here with him. Right there 2,000 years ago. Shall not taste of death. Some of you here standing with me shall not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Well, that happened on the day of Pentecost. <clears throat> they certainly saw the power of God filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. The cloven tongues of fire appeared, set on each one of them. The only difference in the latter rain, it won't be just cloven tongues of fire appearing and setting out each individual member in the body of Christ. He will take every minister and make his ministers a, a flame of fire. His angels are ministering spirits for those who are heirs of salvation. But his ministers literally changed into the ministers of flame of fire, turned into fire, not just cloven tongues of fire, fire. <clears throat> Now, the fullness of the gospel of the kingdom, we start out as newborn babes, as a desire and sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. We're born of the water and the spirit. We're newborn babies. And at that point, we're unskillful in the word of righteousness. Paul says so in Hebrews 5. But he looks to us to come to full age, weaned from the milk and a full age fully mature, unto perfection, and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and that is the final gospel being preached unto all the world, for witness unto all nations, and then the end will come, is the work of the ministry. Now, we've been preparing for that. Going from babies to little children, 1 John 2, 12 through 14, I write unto you little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. Jesus said in 
uh, John 8, if you had known me, you should have known my father. Should have known the father. Why? Because he is the father revealed. <clears throat> By having that revelation that Jesus is the almighty, that he is the Lord, that he is God, that he is the father of glory, is not full grown. It's little children. Their sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and they've known the Father. There's two more steps of glory. That is that of young men, and we find that in 1 John 2, 12-14 again. said, I'll run to you young men, because the word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. Now, he says it twice. <clears throat> young men are certainly further grown in maturity than newborn babes or little children. These are the ones that have done the will of God. These are the ones that you read about in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, that him that overcometh. <clears throat> well, I give him a white stone with a new name written that only he knows that receives it. As he spoke to the church at the angel of the church at Pergamos. I'll give him to eat of the hidden manna. Well, in Jesus, in Christ, are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And the treasures are literally sealed with God to be revealed in the last days. God says, is this not sealed up among my treasures? To be revealed in the latter days. These days. Well, that's young men. They have overcome the wicked one. They've overcome the devil, the world, and their own flesh. But there's still a higher glory than that. They know the will of God. They know the voice of God in order to do his will. And by knowing the voice of God, how do you know? How do you know the will of God? Because you present your body to a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. So it takes a... a level of transformation to get the mind of Christ. <clears throat> Be not conformed to this world. You crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. Because if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh. And the world passes away with the lust thereof. But whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. So we have to overcome that. And whosoever forsaketh not all that he has cannot be my disciple. Disciplined in these things of God as an overcomer. And to do that, it takes the word of God and knowing the voice of the Lord, which my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. And not conform to this world being transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for us is? That's the only way to prove the will of God. Adding to our faith virtue, virtue knowledge, knowledge temperance, temperance patience, patience godliness, godly brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, which is doing the will of God, the love of God based in doing his will. And a charity will cover a multitude of sins, which is the bond guarantee of perfectness. But there's still a higher glory than that. And that is that of fathers. All of it is growth in the kingdom of God. Going from glory to glory. 
from faith to faith. And that is, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. Well, who's the Lord? Jesus Christ is that spirit. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Christ. And whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. 1 John 5, 1. And that's 2 Corinthians 3. He goes on and says, the Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face, we have to be open to these things of God. We have to be willing to be new wineskins to put the new wine in, the new thing. And God said, I will do a new thing. Totally radically different than Pentecost. Radically different? Yes. Somebody says, this won't be church as usual. And they think, well, they sing a different song or something. That's not it. It is a work that's never been done before in the body of Christ. A new thing that the Lord will do in and through the body of Christ, revealing his glory, his kingdom, his power, his dignity, his honor, not ours. But it takes a full consecration and dedication Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death or of obedience. It requires obedience unto righteousness. And then from righteousness unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So God has provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. There will be a generation that will be counted for the seed unto perfection unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The same glory that he had, he had in the days of his flesh will the body of Christ have. But he said, greater works than these shall you do. Works that they say may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the work of the ministry. There is a new thing coming that God said, I'll do a new thing. Though a man tell it, yet they won't believe. That God has put the spirit of the world in their heart that they, they would not know or consider the work of God from the beginning to the end. This work of the ministry is a strange work bringing to pass. His act is a strange act. It'll be such a radical change in the body of Christ that the ones that do not know his voice and the leading of the Holy Ghost will say it's just not God, that God will never do these things. These things that he's going to do before his second advent, before it comes the second time without sin and salvation. Well, this gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom, the fullness of this kingdom must be preached into all the world. What is that fullness? Fullness we've received from glory to glory. It says in 1 John 2.20, You have no need that any man teach you, for you have an unction from the Holy One, the Holy One, not a Holy Trinity. <clears throat> and you know all things, and you know all truth, and no lies of the truth. That's telling us the Holy Ghost is going to lead us, the body of Christ, 
into all truth, not partial truth, all truth, not in the sweet by and by, but here in the earth before the second advent of the Lord with a radical change that we must know and hear the voice of God and be literally transformed <clears throat> by the renewing of our mind <clears throat> that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for us is. What is that will? To come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a full-grown man <clears throat> in the measure of the stature of Jesus, fullness of glory. So he said, well, the gospel's gone all over the world. No, it hasn't. Not even the fullness of it. Because there is that Son of Man revelation before the end that will be the body of Christ sealing. And that's the reason why in John 7, <clears throat> him hath God the Father sealed, speaking of the Son of Man. Well, the Son of Man is the Father. Well, yes, it is. But it's the kingdom office. Jesus said, If I with the finger of God cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God, that kingdoms come nigh to you. The kingdom of God, which is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God does not come with observation, where they say, Lo here, lo there but is within you. But it's in stages, babies to little children, to young men to fathers, from glory to glory. But it's only the fathers with the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7 that will preach this everlasting gospel to all the world. A radical change in the body of Christ. A radical change in the revelation of that hidden manna. That hidden manna that will be revealed to him that overcometh. Who's the overcomers? They're the young men. Well, who are they? Well, those are the ones in 1 John 2, 12-14. I write to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you. You have read out of your treasure things both Old and New, Old Testament and New Testament. You have eyes before and behind. Before, New Testament. Behind, Old Testament. You are well versed in the kingdom of God. And those are the overcomers. Those are the ones, the young men, that have eaten of the hidden manna. They are the young men that have the white stone given to them. Wherein is a new name written, a higher revelation of the name of Jesus, because there's no other name in this world or in the world to come than the name Jesus. But it's a higher revelation of the name. And to have a manifestation of that name is higher in glory. The higher the glory, the more the name is revealed of Jesus and given him glory, not us, him. We glorify him through the works of the Holy Ghost glorifying our Lord Jesus in heaven. Well, what is this kingdom? The young men, they're the overcomers. They've done the will of God. And they've overcome the wicked one. 
But at that time, there's still another stage of glory, which are the fathers. I write to you fathers because you have known him that's from the beginning. Well, it's the word of God, yes. <clears throat> but it's in the kingdom office of the Son of Man. Jesus ahead and we, the individual members in the body of Christ, compacted together into the unity of the faith, not a denomination, whichever joint supplies, the bone to bone, every individual bone connected one to another, all of, all of us in the body of Christ connected, whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. Then this glory of Jesus, this kingdom office, the Son of Man, will be sealed the servants of God in their forehead. The four horns, the four winds, were going to hurt the earth and they're going to hurt the land, the sea, and the trees. And he said, hold back those winds but so until we seal the servants of our God in their foreheads, not on, in their foreheads. It's the mind of Christ. <clears throat> it's that mind being you that was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, not made equal, but to be equal with God, made himself of no reputation. So it's going to be the ones that are humble, broken, and contrite, not seeking their own glory, <clears throat> but he that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that speaketh of him that sent him, there's no unrighteousness in him. But there'll be many that have pleasure in unrighteousness seeking their own, not the kingdom of God. Now, that's very important. <clears throat> so when is this gospel, the fullness of it, going to be preached? When we come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ for the work of the ministry, Ephesians 4.12. And we find that for the last 2,000 years or two days that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints. Those are the only ones that's going to be sealed with the apocalyptic sealing of the servants of God in their forehead in Revelation 7, which is the Zane. That's the seventh letter in the Hebrew ABC theory, which Revelation 7 is built upon the Hebraic design of the Hebrew ABC theory. And the Zane is the manifestation of the spirit manifest into the physical. And it is the impregnation of the body of Christ to bring forth the man-child. It starts right there in the ceiling. Seal. Who? Him hath God the Father sealed. What office? Son of God? No. Son of man. What? That's a kingdom office which includes you, the believer. You're included there. You're called for the Son of Man as an individual member in particular for the work of the ministry. Somebody said, well, what? I'm not called. Uh, what am I to do? You have an individual calling of God that only you can do. You are a member in particular. Somebody said, well, I don't preach. I'm not a singer. I... I, I don't have any gifts that I know of. Yes, you have gifts, according to the Spirit of God. 
give it to every man severally as he will. That may not be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. It may be governments. It may be helps, but it's definitely there. Whatever God's called you to do. And he's putting this body together as it pleases him. And the eye can't save the foot. I have no need of thee. For God has put the more abundant honor on the less comely parts. I've had some ministers tell me, this gospel is being preached in all the world, Brother Beard, that Jesus is the Father. No, that's little children. Now, it's certainly part of it. It's truth. But is it all truth? We're to be led and guided into all truth. When that which is perfect has come, then everything which is in part will be done away with. Then we will know, even as we're known of him. So they're about a faith, hope, and charity. The greatest of these is charity. How do you get charity? You add to your faith virtue. You must be virtuous. You must be honest with God and keep his commandments. Then virtue, add to your virtue, knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. So we seek God diligently from Genesis to Revelation, realizing that in the volume of the book is written to me, I come to do thy will, O God, for a body that has prepared me. God prepared himself a body. The word of God is Jesus Christ. Well, then that's knowledge. But you've got to add to your knowledge temperance. He that striveth for the mastery. This is the mastery, not just beginning uh, babies or little children, but young men to fathers, full grown in Christ. Not only will you be led of the Spirit of God, but you'll have your senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. Your senses. You can, through the sight, you see things. Smell, you can smell that spirit that are not of God. Sight, smell, taste, touch, hearing. And when you do, there you've reached a level there that above is far, far above a newborn baby or little children or young men. <laughs> you've gone much higher in God. For he that striveth for the mastery must be temperate in all things. So they've added to the faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperate in all things. He that striveth for the mastery is temperate, self-controlled in all things, in all things of faith, not lacking in anything. For if these things abide in you, there will be no chance of failing or falling, Peter said. But then from that uh, you, from your knowledge that you've added unto uh, temperance that you've added, then you add patience. Well, what's patience? Well, that after you've done the will of God, you have need of patience, that you know he's going to come through for you. And you hold on by faith. <clears throat> You'll reap if you faint not, clinging to the everlasting arms, under the shadow of the wings of the Most High. Sheltered in the arms of God. Head in the cleft of the rock. You know that the Lord, through faith, is going to give you patience. But let patience have her perfect work. Well, certainly that should do it. No. A perfect work of patience? Then you've got to add to patience godliness. That's the God life. Now, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. 
1 Timothy 3.16. What is godliness? It's the God life. That's for us in the God life, a higher level of glory that we've added to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. We're in the God life now. So we're crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live, yet not us, but Christ liveth in us. And the life we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Then you can say now with Paul, for you to live is Christ. You're a living epistle. You're a royal priesthood. You're a city set up on a hill that cannot be hid. You are lively stones built up a spiritual house whereby we offer praises unto God. That's the God life. Is that it? Certainly that's it. How do we get it? Through righteousness of Jesus, Jehovah Tendishkinu, the Lord, our righteousness. Well, we have to be obedient unto righteousness. Romans 6. That requires obedience. To what? To the leading of the Holy Ghost. Not doing our own will, but the will of God. So we don't hear, I never knew you, depart from me, you that work iniquity, for you did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. Therefore, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Jesus stated that in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Matthew, matter of fact, the last verse in Matthew 5. Be ye therefore perfect. It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. It is a commandment. Another commandment I give is you love one another. That you may be my disciples. Well, the God life there, through that work, the work of the ministry, that we're attaining to, obtaining it by faith, through the different levels of glory. And these are the ones they have their senses exercised thereby. They can discern both good from evil and they're going from godliness to brotherly kindness. Notice it goes from godliness to brotherly kindness. The Philadelphian church. Let brotherly love continue. If you have love for the brethren, condescending to men of low estate, Preferring your brother above yourself. And that's brotherly kindness. Well, certainly that should do it. No. One more step higher. You add to their brotherly kindness, charity. That's something you can add? Yes. How to, through obedience. Everything is through obedience. In obeying the Holy Ghost. It's not us doing it. It's Christ through you doing it. It is through the Lord Jesus Christ. By him, in him, and through him alone. All we are doing is following his lead in obedience. He said, here's the way, walk in it. That's what we do. Can we say we have credit for that? No. There's nothing that we can say in believing that is transcendent, where we can say, well, uh, we added to this. No. We have no right to that glory at all. Any man touches the glory of God, he'll share his glory with no one. It is stated. It is a uh, believing is pisteo, a Greek word that means it's a state of being by simple obedience. Growing up into him in all things, all truth. Just as it said there in 1 John 2, 20. 
For you know all things. You know all truth. No lies of the truth. 1 John 2, 21. 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He's Antichrist that has denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because Christ is the Father. He's, he's that end of invisible spirit. <laughs> he is the Son of God, which is the invisible spirit made manifest. One and the same spirit. But the Son of Man, that is the kingdom office. Then John 3.13, Jesus stated, No man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Then we find in John 6, John 7, he goes on about the Son of Man and said, The Son of Man, him hath God the Father sealed. Well, because he's sealed and we do those same things, we will be sealed. Not because of our own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. Just as Paul stated, I've suffered the loss of all things and do count it but dung. That I might win Christ. Win? You had you win? Simply through obedience, doing his will. Don't you know that all runneth in a race, but only one winneth the prize? Therefore, run that you may obtain. In other words, stir yourself up, be diligent in pursuing the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, I'm not perfect yet. He wrote 14 books of the New Testament, or 27 books. I'm not perfect yet. Well, then, Lord, who is? Jesus. Only Jesus is the per perfect manifestation, God himself. How be it? He was the only sinless man, but by reaching levels of glory in him, through him, and by him, it's a tribute to us in perfection. Not of our own righteousness, but through the righteousness of God by faith. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us. Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So what's the kingdom of God? What is this kingdom that's going to be preached to all the world? Is it Jesus is God? Of course he is. He is the Father. Yes, that's little children. Or we've been born of the water and the Spirit. That's newborn babes. Repented, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. Born of the water. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Born of the Spirit. Well, that's babies, little children. Well, what other step? Young men. The Word of God is strong in you. How'd you get it? Seeking God. Well, faith comes by hearing him by the word of God. But that doesn't mean that you just sit there and listen to the pastor all day long. You've got to be a Berean. The ones of Berea were more noble than the ones of Thessalonica because they searched the scriptures daily. They, they had a readiness of heart to receive all that they heard. But they searched the scriptures daily. All readiness of mind to receive it. They had an open face. The holding is in a glass, the glory of the Lord. They heard Paul preaching, not disobedient to the heavenly vision. But they searched the scriptures daily to see if the things Paul preached were so. The things of faith. God revealing it to him with a more sure word of prophecy. Not running to find a prophet somewhere, but confirming the word. Through the Holy Ghost, the Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. 
not trying to find a word from running to find a prophet. Which God in Sunday times and diverse manners did spake unto the fathers by the prophets. Is that he speaks in these last days? No. Somebody said, well, I thought it was. Well, that's an era. That's an era in the body of Christ. Hath in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. So he expects you to know his voice. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger they will not follow. How do you know that voice? I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Romans 12, 1. You present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, a transformation by the renewing of your mind. That's your intellect. Mind, will, emotions, imagination, your intellect, bringing everything in subjection to Christ. Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. There, we do that will of God, but we prove it. We know that we know, not only call, many call few chosen, but we're called chosen and then faithful in that calling through obedience. Going from faith through the hope to charity. Charity rejoices in the truth. Seeketh not its own. Vaunteth not itself, not puffed up. Rejoices in the truth. Well, that means that we diligently seek the Lord our God. Search the scriptures, for in them we think we have eternal life. And these are they that testify of me, Jesus said. It's all me. He is the word. So the kingdom, what is this kingdom office? That must be preached in all the world for witness in all nations. And then the end will come. It's the son of man. I'm going to read a verse to you. We can quote it there. He came to the ancient of days. But look at Daniel 7, 13. And we're in the book of Daniel. We find the Son of Man first mentioned there. Now, of course, we see it in Ezekiel. But the office of the Son of Man, Jesus, the Son of Man, John 3, 13. This gospel of the kingdom, which Jesus referred to in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, that must be preached into all the world. This gospel of the, the kingdom. What did Jesus preach? The kingdom of God. Went preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. What did all the church, Acts the second chapter, all the apostles preached the kingdom of God. What did the church, Acts 8, they were scattered abroad and went everywhere preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. Well, what is this kingdom of God? Is it just believe on the Lord Jesus and and ask him to come in your heart and you're saved? No, you got to be born of water and the spirit, first step. Those are newborn babes. Then you're born of water and spirit, according to Acts 2, 38, repented and baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins, the circumcision of the heart in the spirit, the body of the sins of the flesh cut off, how? Circumcised by baptism, Colossians 2, 10 through 12, Romans 6, 1 through 4. But then now you are a newborn babe and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But then there's another step. You go to that of little children. You know that Jesus is the father. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know me, you should have known the Father also. You're looking at him. <clears throat> Jesus stated that. 
and said in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, the father of glory, you shall die in your sins. This course they understood, not expected them of the father. Many do not understand it today. But that's not full grown in the kingdom. That's not the fullness in the kingdom of God. Oh, it steps in the kingdom of God, yes. But it's not the fullness. It's not all truth. We've got to be led and guided into all truth. And then, all that which is in part, the knowledge which we have in part, shall be done away with. Then we will know even as we're known. That's when that which is perfect is come. We now we know in part. We prophesy in part. Knowledge in part. But then, face to face, the face of Jesus, he has these four faces. We know that because in Genesis 3, after the fall, God set cherubim, capital C, at the east end of the Garden of God uh, with a flaming sword turning every which way to keep the way of the tree of life. That's a capital C. <clears throat> that cherubim is a lion, man, ox, and eagle. That's the four faces of Jesus. Words that reveal the cherubim, living creatures. Well, the lion, Jesus is the lion, lion of the tribe of Judah, proclaimed by the gospel of Matthew. But what's Matthew preaching? The gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom of God. Mark, John Mark. Well, he proclaims that face of Jesus. What face? A perfect man. More miracles in Mark than any other gospel. The gospel according to Mark. The perfect man. Gospel according to Luke. What face did he proclaim? The ox, the suffering servant. <clears throat> Jesus. That it behooved Christ to suffer. Die. Raised from the dead. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. Jesus. The name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost is Jesus Revealed to us from Matthew 28, 19, Acts 2, 38, one and the very same truth in the gospel of the kingdom. So Luke proclaims the suffering servant, the ox. There's the third face and the gospel according to John, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And what face does he reveal? The lion, man, ox, the eagle. He's the flying eagle. Matthew, the lion. Mark the man, Luke, suffering servant, the ox, John, the eagle. The first three, lion, man, and ox, they're terrestrial. The What the Lord's doing there, showing his genealogy, uh, his, his work in the ministry, whenever he's made of no reputation in a humble state, then Jesus, the Spirit of God in the days of his flesh, Fulfilling each call, each face of the lion, man, and ox. John proclaims not the terrestrial, but the celestial, that he is the Father of glory, that he is the true and only God, that he is that spirit, that he is the Father of glory. John 10, 30, I'm my Father one, one and the same spirit. John 8, 24, he is the Father. If you don't believe that, Jesus said, 
except you believe that I am he, you'll die in your sins. Oh, that's John 8, 24. Well, there's the four faces. Well, he's showing us the way, the truth, and life. We are with open face beholding us in a glass. The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. Jesus ahead, we, the body of the Christ, is in the Son of Man, the kingdom office. Just as he said in Matthew 16, some of you shall not taste of death. That are standing here with me, Jesus said. That shall not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. There's the kingdom office, the kingdom of God. See who? The Son of Man. The Son of Man coming. The Holy Ghost. That's Jesus. Jesus in the days of his flesh, the Spirit manifests in the body of flesh and blood, the Son of God. Jesus said, I'll pray the Father. Why? Because he's in our, in our stead. He is our propitiation. He has become one of us. He's our kinsman redeemer, showing us how to pray. He's a man under the law, and Adam after the fall to redeem us that are under the law. So therefore, he prays to the Father, showing us what we are to do as our example, the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus said, uh, well, that he's the way, the truth, and life, that he is the Father of glory, stating that, and said, these things that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Works, greater works than you then these shall you do because I go to my Father. That's righteousness. So on the days of his flesh, he says, I'll pray the Father to send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him. You apostles know him because he dwelleth with you. Jesus is speaking in the third person of himself. He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. But he can't right then. Why? Because while he's in the earth, everything God is, was, there will be, is in him. It's expedient that he goes away. For if he goes not away, the Holy Ghost will not come. So Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Spirit. Yes, which was not given. Not yet. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. He's got to be glorified. Then he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I dwell with you, apostles. I'm praying the Father, another comforter. I, I, he dwelleth with you. He's walking with you. And shall be in you. When? After glorification, I'm going to be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Jesus. After he's glorified. He laid aside his glory. To become a man, made none of the law, he took it all back. All power in heaven and earth given to him. Then he sent his spirit. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts where Bible cry of a father. Galatians 4, 6. So now, there we have the spirit of Jesus in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's the kingdom office of the son of man. And said, just as Jesus stated, it began on the day of Pentecost. What? Some of you standing here. Matthew 16, last verse. Shall not taste of death. What? Not taste of death until you see 
you see something. You see the Son of Man. The Son of Man? Jesus, we're looking at you. You see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. There's the kingdom office. That is uh, the Holy Ghost, Christ himself, Jesus. His glory now. That same glory that Jesus said in the days of his flesh, the Father, the same glory you've given me, that same glory I've given to them. What? The Holy Ghost, Christ in you, the hope of glory. What is this gospel of the kingdom that must be preached in all the world, for witnesses in all nations? Well, it's certainly going to be greater than Pentecost because we had that 2,000 years ago and the embryonic church and the kingdom of God and its growth began there. A stone hewn out of a mountain without hands that shall smite the image, the image of the beast, in the feet and it will topple that man of sin, that Babylonian head, that media Persia breast of silver and arms of silver, and uh, that uh, grease, that loins of that, that brass, and then those two legs of iron and, and then the feet of iron and miry clay making a, a man that is trying to take the place in lieu of Christ and Antichrist, and that's the number of the man, Kizi Stigma. Six and three score and six, that Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh. If you haven't heard that podcast, be sure and do the mark of the beast, the Kizi Stigma, six and three score and six. And I know it'll bless, you'll be blessed. Now, with that said, this gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the world for witness in all the nations. And then the end will come, not before this gospel is preached. And we know in Acts 3.21 that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things, the restoration of all things, of all things, yes, the things of faith, until the faith is restored to the saints that we've been earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, until it is, the heavens will receive Jesus. He will not come. And that is what God wrote through the prophet Malachi in Malachi 4. Remember my servant Moses. What's Moses got to do with this kingdom? Behold, I send you Elijah. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, what's Elijah got to do with this kingdom of God? This gospel of the kingdom, what has he got to do with it? Well, he will turn the hearts of the fathers. Oh, we've got to reach fathers in. We haven't done it yet. We're still striving. Somebody said, yes, we have. I know Jesus. Do you know all truth? If you know all truth, then you've reached it. We're on our way there, being led and guided into all truth. And the deep and secret things manifest in Christ to the body of Christ. In all things. And that is what is Revelation 10, the kingdom office. That's given to John in the spirit of Elijah. In Revelation 10. 
we have John. And uh, as he hears seven thunders, the voices of the seven thunders, they uttered their voices. He was about to write, but no, it's not going to be revealed in there where somebody uh, can learn Greek or Hebrew and uh, start putting their commentaries on it. No, this is going to be the sure word of prophecy. It's going to be through the word. It's going to be through the book, the little book, the Bibliorydian, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the words of the book of this prophecy. And it's going to take the testimony of Jesus in the spirit of prophecy to understand these things. And these things are the things of faith, which is the testimony of Jesus, which is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And when John sees it in Revelation 19.10, he saw the body of Christ in full perfection. Somebody said, no, that was an angel. No, it's not. Well, my preacher, I don't care. Your commentary said it was an angel. That's a lie. When John was about to worship this man, and I submit to you, that man is Jesus ahead and you the body of the Christ, and you're in it if you follow him to know the Lord in all things. What a glory. What a marvelous call of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Calling you, calling me, fitly framed together, whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love through the supply of the Spirit. Not through us, through the supply of the Spirit. John is about to worship him. If anybody knew the Lord, John the Revelator knew Jesus Christ. At the Lord's Supper, John laid his head upon Jesus' breast the disciple whom Jesus loved. Of the inner three, and out of all, John was the one that he entrusted the revelation of Jesus Christ to on the Isle of Patmos. Why? Because John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming in the spirit of Elijah, the messenger that will go before my face, Malachi 3, the Malach, which is the seven angels of seven stars to the seven churches, seven stars of the seven angels, angelos, same messengers, but they are higher than a Pentecostal glory. They're in tabernacle glory. They're in the spirit of Elijah. Just as on the Mount of Transfiguration, where we must be transfigured, not conformed to this world, but the, trans, the transfiguring of our mind, that mind has to be transfigured. And then that mind has to be sealed. Seal the servants of their forehead in, in their forehead. The mind of Christ. Well, it has to be transformed to be sealed. You sealed through the Holy Ghost by the Word. By the revelation of that Word, the Holy Ghost seals you to the day of redemption. If we follow Him to know the Lord. Well, that be not conformed to this world, be trans, transformed, a transfigured, transformed mind that you may prove what is that good, simple, and perfect will of God for you is. Well, that's knowledge. 
knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity. It gets us well on down to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Well, there we have John going to worship this man. And the man says, see thou doest it not. Revelation 19.10. Don't do it. Well, John knows it has the same character. He can see the glory. He knows that this is a perfect image to the measure of that statue of Jesus Christ. He knows it is. So he bows down to worship it, to worship the man. He says, see thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren. Not an angel. I'm a brother. But he's went higher, more higher than Pentecost, a higher glory. In this mind of Christ, and he says, worship God. Well, who is this? This fellow servant and of thy brethren that what? That have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus. Well, the testimony of Jesus, worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Prophecy, the words of the book of this prophecy can only be understood and revealed by the Spirit to those that have the spirit of prophecy. He that joined the Lord's one spirit. Notice that's a small s. That requires a sealing. That requires the Holy Ghost seal on you, Jesus seal on you, the seal of God in your forehead. That Testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy that we read about, read about in Revelation 12. We have the beginning of it in Revelation 7, which is the Zane, seventh letter of the Hebrew Abyssidary, which is to impregnate, to bring forth the spirit into the physical. And by doing so, we see the Lamed, the capsule description, the teaching, the learning of it in Revelation 12, according to the Hebrew letter Lamed, which is to teach, to learn, a didactum, to, to tell, uh, to reveal, a capsule description of the work of God. Well, there's a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, a moon under her feet, upon a head a crown of 12 stars, that's the church. It's not Mary. 2,000 years ago, that's your church now. And she cried in travailing and pain to be delivered. She brings forth a man-child. Now the devil, there's another wonder in heaven, a great red dragon having seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. Now, it's very important that he goes to make war with the woman and the remnant of her seed. The remnant of her seed is the, is the, uh, the portion of the church the remnant of the church, the present ones in truth that will go on into the new thing. Not the old store of old wine and old wineskins, but to make themselves new wineskins for the new wine, for the new thing. And only those, those that have that ceiling will bring forth of Revelation 7 and Revelation 12. 
and that dragon. Not, not the serpent, the scorpion. We, we fought the scorpion. We have fought the old serpent, the devil. But this is the dragon. This is the great red dragon that will do things, giving honor to the God of forces. This, this kingdom against kingdom, this kingdom that will come against the, all the world coming against, hated of all nations against the Christians. And what's happening right now in America? Uh, they're desensitizing and uh, the Christianity making a hole, burying Christianity, creating a great vacuum. And therefore, saying, well, we're free. No, those there that claim themselves to be free literally are endangering and uh, literally imprisoning themselves. Is only stand there for the liberty wherein Christ has made you free. There's no other liberty rather than that in Christ. But somebody said, well, I don't believe in any religion. I don't believe, I don't have faith in anything. I have faith in myself. Well, the faith in yourself is a religion. You have in your human spirit a communion. Communion, a conscience, and you're going to communicate or commune with some type of spirit here in the world or with many spirits. And to the point where you can become possessed uh, there through the spirits of this world. Everything of the, that thy soul lusted after, the lust of the world, the pride of life, all of these have various spirits. It has a spirit of depression Spirit of anger, spirit of wrath, spirit of hate, spirit of murder, strife. People want to strike and murder. Well, that's the spirit of the world. And that's what is being applauded now by saying, well, the Christians, they're weak. They got to have a crutch. Well, of course, we lean upon the Lord God Almighty, not to our own understanding. We lean upon him. We trust in the Lord God. Have no confidence in the flesh. But there's true peace there. It's true liberty. We stand in liberty wherein Christ has made us free. But now, because the world has cast out Christ, they have made a vacuum there that is going into and being filled by the spirit of the world in many manifold temptations, diverse temptations, and hurtful lust. Calling good evil and evil good. Now, why do you be saying that? Because the gospel of the kingdom, when that happens and the fullness of it goes forth, you and I as Christians will be hated of all nations for his name's sake. We're not there yet, but we're well on our way. You will be hated of all nations. Jesus said, for my name's sake. I have forewarned you that you should not be offended. They're going to take you and, and, and kick you out of the synagogues and churches. Yea, the time cometh, coming that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service. John 16, 1. We're at those days now. But has the fullness come? Yet? No, not yet. But the Lord 
And the 19th of January, 2019, says, Seal my people by my word in a visitation we had while in Transmary, Kenya, Africa. And we were flabbergasted. We were just, uh, just leveled in the Holy Ghost. Knowing, oh, this is the last of the last days. Lift up, spare, and I show my people their sin. That the time, the day of the Lord is at hand. The midnight cry, behold, the bridegroom cometh. That late an hour is where we are now. And the fullness of the kingdom will come in. The fullness of all things being given to the body of Christ. All knowledge. Knowing, being known of him in that knowledge, face-to-face -face glory. Then face-to-face -face we will know even as we're known of him. Being led and guided into all truth, into all things. That's the kingdom. And it's a radical change from Pentecost. Now I'll do another podcast on that to go into depth about why it'll be so radical a change that very few, unless they are, are following the Holy Ghost leading and know the voice of God in the proceeding word, will be deceived. And if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. So the Son of Man revelation, we find it in Daniel and 7, 13. Take a look. And this is in the night. Now, behold, the night cometh in which no man can work. We will enter into God's rest. We must have already labored, sealed for this day, for the time that is the hand of the time. Times I have three and a half years, 42 months of the great tribulation, the very time that the body of Christ will come into the last day work of the ministry, revealing Jesus Christ in the kingdom to all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end will come. That witness is a twofold witness. Christ in you, Christ being one witness, the body of Christ the other. Those are the almond trees, the two candlesticks. It is the church. If you haven't heard that podcast, be sure and get the two witnesses there. Look at Daniel 7, 13, son of man. First time that it's mentioned in the kingdom office. Jesus is the ancient of days. He is seated upon that throne. Revelation 3.21, the him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame. Where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set. S-E-T, a settled state of glory. Always has been God, always will be God. Even as I overcame and am set. S-E-T, down with my Father in his throne. Not around it, not on the side of it, in it. All power. So you ask Jesus, John 16, righteousness. You ask in my name, Jesus, and I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. Oh, you see now the glorification, it's all Jesus. You make the name, you mention the name Jesus, all. Thrones, principalities, powers, everything bows. And we've, it's the night visions. It's in the night that the man-child's birth. It's in a time of great tribulation that the man-child is birth. A time of trouble such as it never was, such as it was a nation, no shall ever be again. 
We're still here because immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sign of the Son of Man appear in heaven. What's the sign? It's the sealing. It's the perfection of the saints of God as lightning appears out of the east and shineth even to the west. The body of Christ coming with the Lord, the armies of heaven, and the Lord Jesus leading Revelation 19 and the armies of heaven. Oh my. It's in the night vision. We see something at the end of the consummation of it. He tells us what the end of this kingdom will be. Then cometh the end. The mystery of God's finished. There'll be time no longer. No more delay in time for the kingdom to manifest. Not lift the Christ in you, the hope of glory. The kingdom of God physically set up in the earth. The kingdom age. A thousand year millennial reign. Here we have it in Daniel 7, 13. I saw in the night visions. And behold, one like the Son of Man. Why didn't it just say the Son of Man? One like the Son of Man. Jesus is the head. It's a kingdom office. But that kingdom, it's just like in Daniel 2. That stone out of a, a stone hewn out of a mountain without hands. And it grew and filled the earth. What's that stone? The kingdom of God. Not a 700 foot tall Jesus. <laughs> It's the kingdom of God and the growth of the kingdom. Many sons and daughters added and brought what? To his glory. For whom he did foreknow them, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many, many sons. And those that he predestinated, them he called. Them that he called, he justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That the image of Jesus Christ is that Revelation 19.10 man. But it's Jesus, the head. We, the body of the Christ. There he said, I saw in the night visions. And behold, one like the Son of Man came. Why one like the Son of Man? Revelation 1. John turned and saw one like the Son of Man in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, and in Sardis, uh, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. There's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. One like the Son of Man in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. That is uh, cried to the wheels in my hearing, which are the cherubim. In 1 Kings uh, there, uh, 623. But we'll go that another time in the depth of that. And it's cried to them in my hearing, O wheel, we're one in God. Father, make them one. Jesus' last prayer, John 17. Father, glorify me with thine own self with the glory I had with you before. Gethsemane praying. Father, make them one. Even as I am in you and you and me in the days of his flesh, let them be made perfect in one. He's praying for the perfection of his body. Coming back for a church without spot, without blemish, perfect in all her ways. Well, there's the kingdom office. We find it here in Daniel 7, 13. And it says, one like the Son of Man. Same as we see in Revelation 1. And it says, came, one like the Son of Man came, and what? With the clouds of heaven. Now, the clouds of heaven. You're encompassed with a greater cloud of witnesses. 
The clouds of heaven is not a cumulus, a thrombus, or a cirrus cloud. It's the saints of the living God. The armies of heaven, Revelation 19. Daniel 4 speaks of an army, the heavenly host, the angelic host. But now there's the armies in heaven, included the body of Christ. Spirits of just men made perfect. The Lord comes down there. We meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a voice, with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. But he's coming with the saints. Jude tells us with thousands, thousands of uh, ministers, thousands, thousands in the cloud coming with the Lord at his coming with 10,000 of his saints. Well, that's a cloud. That's a cloud of saints. So clear cloud of witnesses. And he says, and came to the ancient of days. Now, Jesus is that spirit. But as a man in the days of his flesh, for our sakes, he's bringing many sons and the glory bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. Not spirit of his spirit, but bone of his bone. What he did for us in the humble state as a man and glorification, he's giving us that same place. I prepare for you a place. It said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house and many mansions. He's in his humble state in our kinsman redeemer, one of us, made likened to his brethren. And he stated there, you believe in God, believe also on me in my father's house. He's speaking to the father and as one of us, our kinsman redeemer in my father's house and many mansions. One not so, but I told you, I go to prepare a place for you, not for me. I'm sat down with the father in his throne. Spirit glorified. Jesus Christ is that spirit. Second Corinthians three, seven, the Lord is that spirit. There but us, we, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, and I prepared there as a man, not you're going to be God, but in my body of flesh that I did for you to bring many sons unto glory. Not God the Son, but the Son of God. The highest glory that you can receive as a man or an handmaid of God. That highest glory, I prepare a place for you. There are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am there you may be also, and whether, you go, whether I go, you know, on the way you know. Thomas saith unto the Lord, we know not whether thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father. Here he's coming to the Father. Who is the Father? Jesus. We see that in Revelation 3.21. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me, that is, and what I did in my flesh, for you to prepare you a place. You're not God, but I'm going to get you to be sons and daughters of God. What I did for you, I prepared a place for you. To him that overcometh, not a, not a little baby, not little children, not young men, 
but fathers that they overcome, come to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ, the him that overcometh, going to inherit all things. And he said, I'm going to grant to sit with me, S-I-T, sit with me in my throne. That's a place I prepare for. Even as I overcame, where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set, not S-I-T, but S-E-T, a forever state of glory, forever settled, always is, has been, and always will be God, the Ancient of Days. But he's getting us as close to him as sons and daughters to bring many sons and daughters unto himself. He is the only begotten God, the only begotten Son, Monogonese Theos, the Monogonese Theos. He is that God that begot himself a body of flesh and blood. Philippians 2, 6 through 8, and that's uh, Isaiah 43, 10 through 17. You'll see. Before him, there was no God formed, neither shall be after him. But that body that he prepared now comes there after he goes and ascends to heaven, glorified. He comes back and then what? In his own body, which is the church. We are bone of his bone, flesh of flesh. We are the body of the Christ. We are the living epistles. We are that royal priesthood. We are that city set upon a hill. We are the light of the world. Here he's saying what the end of that will be. Through the Son of Man, that after we have overcome, there's going to be an end of this thing, the day of the Lord. And the glory that we're going to be, our vile body fashioned like in his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself through the millennial. And we will reign and rule with him in doing so. For that thousand years. Daniel 7.13. He came to the ancient of days. One like the son of man came to the ancient of days. The ancient of days was Jesus. The spirit of God. Yes he is. He is the capital S-O-N. Son. Spirit. Of God. That's the body. So the son of God had two components. He is the spirit of God without measure. He is the father of glory. The word. The Holy Ghost. The of God is that which is conceived thee is of the Holy Ghost. Of God's the body, the days of his flesh. Now we are that body. We're little S-O-N, sons of God. He is the only begotten son of God because he was God that formed himself a body of flesh and blood. We are adopted sons of God. The whole creation moment growing the pain to be delivered into the glorious liberty of uh, the sons of God. And not only they, but we which have the first fruits of the Spirit do groan within ourselves, waiting for the what? The adoption. We're going to be adopted. Sons of God. He's the only begotten. The monogamies. The only unique one. The Yaquid. Never be another one. Not one before him, not sure will be after him. God manifest, 1 Timothy 3.16. He is that blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6.15-16. 1 Timothy 3.16, God manifest in the flesh. He was manifest. Now what's he doing here? He's bringing us to the ancient of days, son of man office now. We're in that. He's the head, we're the body. And they brought him near before him. What's happening here? The son of man office is revealed. And there was given him dominion and glory 
and a kingdom that all people, nations, languages should serve him and his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away in his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. We're in that kingdom. The kingdom, thine is the kingdom. Thine is the our, our honor, the power and the glory. Here it is. Well, we find the same thing in the, after the work of God is done. We find the same thing in 1 Corinthians 15. You'll see there, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, if you'll take a look, and we'll read it together. He said in verse uh, 23, Every man in his own order. There's a, there's a battle order. That's another revelation. Christ, the first fruits. He's the first begotten from the dead, and he had the preeminence in all things. Afterward, there, they that are Christ at his coming. Those are in the kingdom. Then cometh the end, when he, the Son of Man, shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father. That's the Ancient of Days. We just read it in Daniel 7, 13 and 14. When he shall have done what? Put down all rule and all authority and power. Everything being put down. All nations. The kingdoms of this world becoming the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And of his Christ, yes, those that are in Christ. For he must reign. What? Until he hath put all enemies under his feet. Well, what's a feet generation? You are. He's the head. You're the body. The heaven's my throne. The earth is my footstool. Who is the feet of the, of the body of Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named? The body of Christ is named Jesus. He is that God. Manifest in the flesh. So, this spirit is the preceding truth of the Word of God. And how do you know what is the truth? In 1 John 4, to have the real true revelation of the kingdom of God, the true kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom, not what some man thinks the gospel is, but the true gospel of the kingdom. We have to know that there is many false prophets in the land that are going to deceive many with signs and, and miracles that they will rot and will deceive many in my name, Jesus said. Showing great signs, not just some signs, showing great signs and wonders that if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. It's a strong delusion. That's the reason we've got to have the seal. We've got to have that mind of Christ. The Son of Man is a kingdom. And that, that kingdom office, that Jesus, that blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, is given to the body of Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the kingdom of God is Christ in you. The kingdom of God is that power, that glory, that we partake of his divine nature, not ours, but his. So in the last days, 
there remains a three and a half year for Jesus was cut off after 62 weeks, but not for himself. That's after the 62 and seven weeks with 69 weeks. He's cut off. But when? And it said, and he will confirm the covenant with many for one week. Now, that's Daniel 9, 27. Many have stabbed at that, thinking they have this and it's going to be a league with the Antichrist. No. The covenant, the covenant for the people is Jesus Christ. It's not just a league. It's the covenant. The covenant to the people is Jesus Christ. He is the covenant. And he will confirm the covenant, the covenant, not a covenant, the covenant with many for one week. That's a heptad, week of years. And in the midst of the week, right in a half, three and a half years, he will cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. Jesus did that on the cross. He made the end of the law for righteousness sake to those that believe by grace through faith. By doing that, he caused the sacrifice and oblation to cease, taking the ordinances of that law and nailing it to his cross, thereby making peace, breaking down the middle wall of partition that partitioned, parted God from all mankind. That law that was the ordinances that were enmity, an enemy of all mankind. He's making peace. How? By breaking down the middle wall, the ordinances of that law, nailing it to his cross, making an end, causing the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Now, to the end of the war, there are desolations. And that determined will be poured out upon the desolate. God's going to pour out the wrath of God upon the desolate, not upon the body of Christ, upon the desolate. The ones that say they have it and don't, but are the synagogue of Satan. They're not, they're, they not have the new wine in the new wine bags. They're hollow. And he will pour out those upon the desolate. Then in the war, desolations are determined. That determined, that, that is determined, will be done, will be poured out upon the desolate. Well, this right here is the growth of that kingdom. And the gospel of the kingdom is that gospel of the kingdom of God, which in the former reign was preached and turned the world upside down in the former reign, the moderate reign of the Pentecostal, the corn harvest of wheat and barley. Barley harvest first, and then wheat in the corn harvest. But in the last days, it will be the fruit harvest of oil and wine and the full power of the corn harvest. The final, last great reign of his strength. That's the work of the ministry. We have not had it yet. So ask of you rain, ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord will make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone grass in the field. And it's at the 21st day of the seventh month, they got to, that God said, I'll shake all nations. We haven't had that yet. But he's going to. And the desire of all nations shall come, Jesus Christ. I've come what? In the parousia, the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. How do we know that? 
because he said, all the silver and gold is mine, and I'll make the glory of the latter house greater than that of the former. The three and a half year, Jesus cut off in the midst of the week. In the midst of the week, he caused a sacrifice and oblation to cease. Three and a half years. There remains another three and a half years. 42 months, time, times a half, 1,200 and three score days of the Jesus ministry, the work of the ministry. That gospel has not been preached yet in its fullness, but it will be. And so radical a change will it be that only those that know their God and the work of the ministry in the new wine, the new thing, will be the overcomers and have the sealing in Revelation 7 and the man-child birth in Revelation 12 that have the testimony of Jesus the spirit of prophecy, which is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. So the kingdom of God is the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. And uh, through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and he spoke that in John 14, these works shall you do and greater works that shall you do because I go to my father. Greater works? Yes. And we're going to see what that is. Tune in as we get into what is the work of the ministry? What is that last great reign of his strength? Why will it be so radical a change? Tune in. Because we will get into the proceeding word of God that is now. Now. That now word for the people of God to those that have an ear. Let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. In the present truth flowing from the God's throne right now. Sealing his people by his word now for those that have an ear to hear. Tune in. What is the gospel of the kingdom? That's the fullness of all things being led and guided into all truth. Are we there yet? No. Are we coming? Yes. Will we know all things? Know all truth? Yes. And it will go forth in the mighty, mighty thing. The last great thing that God will do both before the, before the second advent, before it comes the second time without sin and salvation for the salvation of his people. Tune in. For this gospel of the kingdom must be preached into all the world. It's a time, times they have three and a half years, 42 months of the Jesus ministry. And then the end will come. Well, he will, when he will deliver up the kingdom of God, even the Father, that he may, he may be all through all and in us all. The time is now. It's happening now. Great tribulation. Don't fret over evildoers. People more and more hating Christianity. He said you will be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Don't let that bother you. Don't fret over evildoers. Keep your mind on the Lord. Because great things are ahead. Yes, the devil do great things. But the people that do know their God will be strong and do exploits, exploitations, things that's never been done before. What things? We'll get into that. In the things that's never, ever been done before in the body of Christ in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. And I think we'll all be surprised and shocked at the glory, the wonderful, wonderful glory, the man of wonders, a change of raiment coming to the church that he's doing now. Let us hear from you. If you feel a witness of the Holy Ghost, give us a call. Message us. We'd love to meet you. Work together for the kingdom. 
and the ministry of Jesus Christ. To the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This gospel of the kingdom being preached unto all the world for all witness, not given out of track, but the power of God manifests, not in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth, in demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost, God confirming His Word. Well, till the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.